Yep, yep. Hi, oh my everybody. God. Should I have, should I have said go? I'm sorry. No, no, that, that was for us to start recording. We do that so that okay. we start recording around the same time. You're totally fine. Okay, you're I, totally good. All right, okay. you didn't. You don't need to go on my track. Okay, I cool. Love that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Edward October from October Pop. Hey! Hey! (laughs) And this is Dead Dead Time Stories. That felt like a really good one. This is a weekly (laughs) podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, supernatural, spooky, eerie. We talk about the paranormal, cults, conspiracies, and just whatever weird stuff it is that we feel like talking about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Because it's our show and not yours. Surprisingly enough. Weird. I know. If you're new to the show, then you may have heard that we have a third person here today. This is actually a guest. Ed, tell the people about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm uh, Edward October. I am the host of October Pod on uh, YouTube. Um, It actually used to be a podcast, but now it's only on YouTube, (laughs) which I remember you guys ran a promo of mine once, and I had a tagline. Um, it's only on YouTube, only on YouTube. And, uh, I think Sarah was like, now, uh, this is October pod, but I forget where you said you can pick him up. And, uh, Stephanie, you were saying it's only on YouTube. He just said it like four times. Um, so anyway, you're welcome for the publicity. I know. (laughs) I know. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure we can find you on uh, Stitcher Premium and uh, Apple Podcasts, right? Is there anywhere where I can find podcasts, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wherever podcasts are are available. I'm I'm the I'm the retro horror part. You guys, the retro horror podcast that you can find on YouTube and nowhere else now. (laughs) But um, only on YouTube. Exactly. So we tell um, I mostly me. uh, We narrate. True, true-ish, and uh, classic uh, horror stories. Um, and we have kind of like a retro feel. Usually I have like, uh, you know, the crackle of old film or vinyl or something in the background when I'm speaking. So really trying to, I, I usually try to emulate like old time radio or something like that. And that that's about it. I'm not going to get into any life's, uh, my life story. But when I tell my story, when I tell my ghost story, uh, I will get into a, a bit of it. You guys will probably hear a lot about my, my background. So I'll, I will okay. save that for then. But until then, I'll just pimp the show. Go watch, <laughs> go watch October Pod. There you go. Yeah, it's great. Octoberpodvhs.com has all of our links and uh, you'll have a good time. Finish this episode first, and then go. Yes, as soon as start the show from the first episode, and then once you've caught up to where you are now, go listen to October. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Or watch it because it's on YouTube. I can also be heard on um, our true crime podcast. I uh, I don't know if you know those guys. I uh, do the listener discretion at the beginning of their at the beginning of their episode, Mm. and in my listener discretions, I'm always like. If this is going to be too shocking for you, turn off your streaming device right now. So, if you ever want somebody to and throw it out the window to, to say turn <laughs> off, you know, turn off your phone before you listen to our podcast, I'm your guy. <laughs> turn off your phone. Oh wait, no, that's probably how you're listening. Don't turn right. it off. Don't turn exactly. it off. <laughs> this is not a test. It's a podcast. You downloaded it, you silly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> that should honestly be our tagline. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. You if you learn something, that's your own fault. It, that's your own fault. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> we rarely ever do a like um a discrepancy or a caution, caution. I know. Right. I try. So I try to, it. but we're really bad about it. Content warning. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I, I try to be as PG thirteen as I can on on my own show. So I, I do one every now and then. Like I've got a couple of episodes that are squishier and gorier than I usually do. So I'll be Ooh, like, Ooh, I like that description. Squishier. <laughs> and I say squishier oh because I was literally looking up squish sound effects, you know, like someone Ooh. hitting a turnip <laughs> with a mallet or a slicing a cabbage. Like Gallagher's best hits. Exactly. <laughs> well, every pun intended in that sentence. Yep. Hey. Yep. <laughs> you have to wear like the poncho in the front row because he smashes the water. I know exactly, right? exactly. We might have yeah, some young you get listeners it. who don't you get, get it. it. Yeah, we okay. right now it's it's a kind of dated reference, but I mean we also we di- we oh carbon we carbon dated ourselves with that reference. We like, also keep making the joke lately of you know like referencing you might be a redneck, and we found out there is still new merchandise being made. Oh my god, for Jeff Foxworthy, yes. that has you might be a redneck on it. It I, it blew our minds because like, I, I looked it up. I was like it. in passing. I was like, when's the last like I don't know when's the last time you could buy like a you might be a redneck calendar. 2020. They're they like, still make them. Wow. 2021. They're like, order your 2021 you now. You, you need 2021. It's coming up. Now, you ma- might be a redneck if you need this calendar. That makes me wonder if, if there's still like Yakov Smirnoff stuff. You remember that guy? What a country. You remember Yakov? Yes. Oh, no. Oh no, I'm ancient. Gosh. In my country. Yes, yes. Probably. Yeah, I'm Speaking like, of in my country, that guy, um, right? I saw a tweet that said uh, the last curse of 2020 is everyone doing Borat voices again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. Yeah. I watched that's that a couple true. weeks ago. My wife, I never stopped doing that. That's the worst part. I can't hear the phrase my wife without yelling it back <laughs> like that. Why? And you have to yell it every time. Why do you have to yell it? I do. Sarah knows. I do. <laughs> Ooh, it's tough. <laughs> can't even help myself at this point. It's tough world. And he's coming back. World. And I don't think I've ever I haven't. I've never even seen Borat and I just can't. Oh, you've never seen Borat. People. You know, I thought the second one wasn't as funny because we're used to the whole shtick now. So yeah. like the first one you watch it and then like for the whole, you know, week after that you're talking about wizard sleeves and stuff like that. But like the second one <laughs> the second one you watch it and you're like, Oh yes, wizard sleeve, that's a good callback and it's not laugh out loud funny like the first one was. But see, I think the first one, it was because myself and a friend of mine had two characters that we did that had like a wacky accent that we had like a whole life story for these two characters. And we would like bust these characters out at parties, like improv as these two characters. And were you like, he stole our bit? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It wasn't even like he stole. I don't think that he stole it. I just mean, like, then it came out. I'm not so, like, So you he know. didn't Carlos Mencia, you guys, but he But it just, it, we couldn't, it ruined it for us, because people were like, oh, like, Borat, and we're like, no, these are our fucking characters that we came up with years ago. Yeah, like <sighs> Borat. Mind. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Um, But uh, it was Slovak and Slovakia, and they were twins from Turkey, and there's a whole we have a whole spiel like a whole bit that we would do nice. but that was kind of a very similar accent like you know right right, right. we are from turkey we come from our country like it was just a whole thing oh wow, wow. so um my wife but that's it that's um, all i'm gonna say and i would i would like to remove myself from this narrative <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like all right so is that gonna be the phrase we repeat over and over in this episode <laughs> <laughs> what my wife because we always seem to find a phrase to latch on to for some reason I hope, I hope that's not the one well let's see what happens I, I guess we're about to find out so are we ready to move into this are we ready I'm ready are you ready yeah I'm gonna ask the, the big question hey Sarah <laughs> hey Stephanie hey, hey Ed. Ed hey guys Y'all ready to talk talk about about some ghosts? Not as smooth as the intro, but still pretty okay. Look, we'll make it work. Do we we need to... Sarah's going to fix it in editing. That's what happens. Do you want to do a second take? just edit it. All right. All right. I am ready. I'm ready for you to tell us. Yeah. The people get what they get. All right. Yeah. Ed, head us with it. We're so excited. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, don't be too excited. (laughs) <laughs> I hope they're He's good. He's gonna set right, the bar I'll, I'll low. Curve it back a little bit. I'll take it. I'll take dial it. it down. Dial it back. Um, 
<laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys about some historic haunts uh, from my hometown. Well, not really my hometown, but my my home county, um, the the next town over from where I grew up. Um, so you would say not Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but it's about forty five like minutes close outside of Hattiesburg. About forty five minutes, but that's the city that people have heard of. So you right. say it's in Hattiesburg. The the closest, exactly the 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 closest grocery store uh, is in this town. So is it a Piggly Wiggly? Where are you from? So I'm from Southwest Virginia, and the, okay. the stories I'm going to tell you are um, from Abingdon, Virginia. Abingdon. So it's about. Depending on how fast you drive, it's about twenty minutes away from the from the Tennessee border in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But Abingdon is this sort of really has a really cool historic downtown. It's kind of funny because it's like a couple blocks of like oh cool historical looking you know buildings, and then there's the Dollar Tree and the Piggly Wiggly. It's not a Piggly Wiggly. Food country, <laughs> food city. I knew there would be a Piggly Wiggly. Um, is there a Dairy Queen? That's the big question. No. So in my town, Damn. the town where I grew up, we didn't have a Dairy Queen. We had a Dairy King. And it was a mom and pop uh, Dairy Queen knockoff. They're they're not in business anymore. I think they sell like used tires or something out of that building now. Anyway. I'm definitely. Is that part of Virginia in the mountains, like in the Appalachian Mountains? Yes, yes. Uh, we. <laughs> Do y'all have Ingalls in that area? Not near me, but I've, I've, I'm familiar. We're close to Ingalls's. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, okay. But my mom is from like. Um, <laughs> Here we go. My mom is from East Flat Rock, North Carolina, but that's about 45 minutes outside of Asheville. <laughs> okay, great. Yep, yep, yep. So that's, I know that little pocket a little bit. Yeah, we're right off of, the, well, where I grew up was right on the Appalachian Trail. And mm-hmm. we're, we're so Appalachian that we get pissed off when we hear someone say Appalachian. So. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, that was going to be my next question: Was do you have feelings about how this word is pronounced? I have, I have, Nobody from there says Appalachian. Right. If you're from no. there, it's the Appalachian. You know, you're you know that somebody's from out of town uh, if they say mm-hmm. Appalachian. The Appalachian you ain't from around here, like, are you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Abingdon. Um, so uh, Abingdon has about. Oh, more more than what I'm talking about, but the three three of the biggest historical uh, sites in Abingdon are the Martha Washington Inn, um, and the Barter Theater, which is right across the street from the Martha Washington, and uh, the Tavern. All three of them are said to be haunted. So the um, Martha Washington Inn. And it's funny, as I was getting ready for this, I realized that I had like a framed like print of the Martha Washington Inn hanging above our toilet upstairs in our bathroom. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that's I was just researching the Martha Washington. But yeah, we have like a framed art print and we've got a something has it on my mind. He's like pooping. He's like, some reason, Martha Washington Inn, some reason. Why do I keep remembering that? Well, and we have it, <laughs> and it's a matching set. We've got another one of the Barter Theater. <laughs> We've got another one of the Barter Theater, but I don't remember. It, it's That one's in storage. We haven't hung that one up yet. Um, <laughs> Ran out of space in the bathroom. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but I digress. So the Martha Washington, it's one of these big, like, uh, old-timey um, hotels. It looks kind of like a... It wasn't a plantation house, but it looks kind of like a plantation house uh, kind of gotcha. uh, kind of buildings. Um, and it was originally built in 1832 as a uh, private residence for a General Francis uh, Preston. It would later um, become a um, college, later became the Martha Washington College after being a residence. And the college operated for over 70 years. You can tell I'm reading bullet points. The college, <laughs> the college, um, operated for over 70 years, uh, during the, uh, Civil War and the Great Depression. So the, uh, Civil War is where 
a lot of the ghost stories come from. Always, always, yeah, where most of the ghosts come from. Yep, yep. My, that's a personal theory. Yep. They. Um, so at one point, uh, it was the college was used as a um, like a hospital for for soldiers, and you know, old house uses a Civil War hospital. I mean, it can't get much more cliche than that for you know a haunted historical site. Um, People definitely lost limbs in that house. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. And so a lot of people in the area have experienced uh, hauntings and um, things like that. Before I go into like the well-known ones, I mean, I can say that I went to high school. Went to high school with a guy who um, had a job, I think, bussing tables at Martha Washington's, the restaurant uh, attached to the hotel. And I remember him telling stories about, you know, just strange. I forget exactly specifically what he said, but he said you didn't want to be around there, you know, at night alone. That there's just a lot of like general pervasively creepy stuff. I guess a feeling, you know, eerie feeling. But I think, you know, also things like shadows, you know, of people when there aren't things going on and doors shutting that that type of thing. I feel like that sucks so bad when you when you feel like your workplace is haunted. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, I, More if than I'm your at house? home. Well, I'm just like, if I'm at home, I can go stay at someone else's house. If I'm at my job, I feel like I have to go do this. I can't go to my boss and be like, yo, boss, there's a ghost in that back closet. So I really don't want to go get the like napkins from that back closet. They're going to be like, just go get the napkins. If it's my house, I can just board off that hallway. I think I would rather be in a job that's haunted by ghosts than the, the kind that's haunted by assholes, which is... Yeah, you're not going to have a lot of that job. I've had that experience. What if you had both? Now that would be bad. That would be a nightmare situation right there. That would be a very sad and difficult experience. What if not only you had an asshole boss, but you were the only person who the ghost messed with? And so the boss was like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> and you're like, no, I swear. they I come in and like my pencils are on the other side of the desk. That could be. That would be. Just yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But uh, so th- the, the, the story from um, the Martha Washington that I like the best. It's not the only one. I'll tell you a couple others. Um, but the one that always stuck with me growing up was the reappe- reappearing uh, blood stain. So there was a soldier, um, according to the legend, who was um, sent to be a courier to um, Robert E. Lee. And he fell in love with uh, one of the women at the college. And, you know, it was sort of like a romeo and juliet kind of thing and uh he was um he was wounded and he um i'm sorry i'm getting my bullet points mixed up here (laughs) (laughs) anyway so basically this 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 soldier died and left a left a blood stain on on the floor and the blood stain continually reappears like so you change out the carpets um, the bloodstain always, always shows up on that spot. Do you know if it's like permanently like in the, f- I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there always some sort of a mark there and then it just gets stronger occasionally? Or is it that like, sometimes there's nothing there and then it yeah. comes back? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, from, from my reading of it, it's not like there's like a stain that went all the way down to the floorboards or whatever. It's that it's like, there's a spot there and there'll always be a stain that forms on the carpet and say you rip up the carpet and put new carpet down. A stain will form there too. It would just appear like in the same spot. It just keeps appearing. And I think I've, 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 I've heard, I've spoke. I know people who have, have seen the, um, that spot. So that was the one that I always believed the most. There are other stories. There's a um, room 403 is said to be haunted again by another um, 
ghost who was called the uh, Yankee sweetheart. And that's the Romeo and Juliet story, you know, have a Northern, Northern soldier and, a and a Southern bell uh, having a uh, love affair. And those never end well. They never end well. She would play when he was uh, dying. She would play the violin to him and you can hear the violin music in uh, room 403. That's what's still there. Yeah, that's, I think, is one of the things that's still there. I think there are other things. Oh, I was like, that's kind of nice. That's kind of sweet. You know, and I've got to tell you, I'm not the, I'm not the biggest fan of the, like, historical, um, <laughs> historical ghost stories because I, they, I wonder how, how much of it is legend and how much of it is actually, you know, yeah. there's a real thing going on and it, it feels less like ghost stories and more like history, which I'm like snooze. But <laughs> so you prefer more of an intelligent haunting instead of a residual haunting? Um, no, not even that. I think I prefer a haunting that doesn't have a backstory to it. Like I prefer the haunting. That's terrifying. <laughs> I, pre- I prefer like, the hauntings are that are here? like, yeah, like what the fuck is that? Like you like. The was it ever even human kind of hauntings. Those are the stories that I that I prefer. But geisty. Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. But I can say, like, so this is a good segue to the to the next one. Is uh the Barter Theater across the uh, the street from there. I used to take a uh summer acting class, not class, it's like a camp at the Barter Theater. And when it was over, I would walk across the street and like read a book on the porch of the Martha Washington Inn, waiting on my mom to pick me up. And it's you know it's it's right spooky if you if you catch it on the right uh, on the right day, especially I think that I could be wrong, but I think that blood stain was like in the lobby. So I would always I was always get creeped out when I would see the lobby. I'm like, oh, there's a staircase. Where's that blood stain? <laughs> But so the Barter Theater is the other uh, historic site. And as I was saying, it's right across the street from the Martha Washington. And it's a really cool theater. They do really good shows there. They had a lot of actors famously get their start there. Guys like um, Gregory Peck, uh, Ned Beatty. God, there's a bunch of others, but I'm, I'm forgetting. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Like lots of people got their start at the Barter Theater. And it was a... So during the Depression, the Barter Theater um, got its name as the Barter Theater because people would be too poor to afford tickets. So they're like, okay, come and barter for a ticket with some some food and stuff. Let us feed our actors. So people would barter for tickets huh. and they would feed the, the actors and they got the, the Barter Theater. And Oh my gosh, I did not know that. That's almost like, that's like pay what you can nowadays right. but now instead of being like give us five dollars they're like give us some bread right right yeah give us some we literally want to feed our actors give us give us a jar of apple butter uh yeah <sighs> actors have always been underpaid yeah and to this day so they've uh, you know the, the the original barter theater is still operating but across the street beside the martha washington there's like a black box theater it's like the the barter playhouse. It's like a sort of satellite thing, and they still do matinee shows where you can barter. You know, like get in with like a like canned food or something. That's cool. So they they still do the bartering, and uh, yeah, look it up, and you can find like a huge list of names of of people. Uh, Newman from Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> I used to know his name. Wayne something. is it Wayne He's Knight? One of those Wayne Knight. Wayne yes. Knight. Yeah. Him, Gregory, Gregory Peck, Ernest Borgnine are the ones that always uh, get mentioned. So anyway, there apparently is a tunnel underneath the Barter Theater. That, oh, I love a secret passageway. Right? So, Especially when it's under a theater. Mm-hmm, that's the best kind. <laughs> it's a secret passageway that connects the Martha Washington to the Barter. And um, that I guess actors used to... Uh, use to get around uh during shows or after shows or whatever and i think it connects you know like directly to the backstage or area or or whatever so they say that that tunnel is creepy as hell and that 
if you walk through it, you know, you get the eerie presence. Some people say that it is haunted by Robert Porterfield, the founder of the um, Barter Theater. I'm just double checking that I'm giving you the right name. That is Robert Porterfield. Yeah. I knew it was Porterfield. I wanted to double check that it was Robert Porterfield. What his first name was. Yeah, what his first name was. Mr. Porterfield. Mr. Porterfield. <laughs> the illustrious no. Do they have a reason for why the owner of the theater wants to hang out in the tunnel? Well, he... So, I think there are several ghosts there. And I don't know that mm-hmm. he is necessarily um, the one in the tunnel. But he is. his ghost has often been reported like sitting in the balcony when when the lights are off or like you know when uh, like a actors are alone on the stage that type of thing they say that he can often be seen like sitting watching whatever's going on on the stage but taking notes up there he's like i have a few critiques right <laughs> i have something to say i have a problem with that reading uh if you guys could just go back i need you to take that again yeah. one more time i promise just one more time <laughs> Could you enunciate a little bit better? Um, <laughs> you're really, you're really popping your your T's there. <laughs> but like, what do you know? You're a fucking ghost. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the um, yeah, the tunnel. I forgot the biggest bullet point on the tunnel. The tunnel was used as part of the hospital operation at the at the Martha Washington. So I think that um, wounded soldiers would get you know, ferried back and forth in those tunnels. And so I think they're the, the culprit, the culprit of the, of the tunnel haunting. So that's the barter theater. And I've, I've been there in like theater camps, um, things like that, that black box theater that I was telling you about, uh, was, I don't think it's haunted. It's much newer, but there's something about, uh, like you guys, you guys do theater and there's something about like those black box, you know, like studio theaters where, it's just like all black curtains on the walls and then behind it is mirrors, you know, and it's easy to like sort of freak yourself out in one of those places. It's always easy to believe there are ghosts. And I feel like all theaters have that feeling if you're in there by yourself. Yeah. I, as much as I love being in a theater and I really love being in like an empty theater with the rest of a cast of a show that I'm working on, like working on something but to be in there alone, alone, not working, but just like closing up and turning out all the lights one by one, mm-hmm. it, every theater's haunted. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. In my book. They're terrifying. <laughs> I They're would, scary. I would agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, where else are you going to find like all black walls, you know, and all black ceilings, you know? And when it gets dark, it gets pitch black. And there's no windows. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your eyes hurt trying to... Uh, you know, let more light in. There's just not any light. Anyway, so that's the Barter Theater. That one's, I, I feel like the Martha, the Martha Washington's a lot more haunted than the Barter is. I think the main ghost in the Barter is Porterfield, which, you know, theater, theater guy just hanging out, you know, watching the shows for free. He's just protecting his investment of the theater. Prote- exactly. Exactly. They do, they do some good shows. They did a good Dracula a few years ago. That was probably like 10 10 or 15 years ago by now, but I remember. Let's hope the Rona didn't get him. Yeah, right. Everyone, let's hope the Rona didn't get the theater. I doubt it. I mean, it's an institution. It's, I mean. Yeah. It's one of the things that keeps that town, you know, alive. That and the the food city, those two go. (laughs) Um, So the one last one uh, that I have, also in Abingdon, about a block, block and a half down. Uh, from both of these other places is uh, the tavern and it is the oldest building in abingdon uh older than the martha washington and the barter let me let me hold on just a second i'll tell you how old it is (laughs) i'm super prepared all right 1779 was oh wow it's yeah and it's got like kind of like a thatch roof like it's a super old building it's a um, restaurant now it was all well the tavern. I guess it was always a restaurant of sorts. <laughs> but um, and I have eaten there, and I remember getting a French dip roast beef sandwich there. <laughs> but now they're German. I I don't think I've eaten there since they've been a German restaurant. But I would like to. I'm going off on a huge tangent. 
Oh, that's interesting that like it's so it's like a historical landmark, but it's changed like ownership and themes. Oh, yeah. Several times. Several times. Yeah. Like back when I was in high school, it was like it was your basic like cafe French bistro kind of meat and potatoes kind of kind of place. And then here recently, it's been a German restaurant. Interesting. I know that in Philadelphia, we have like the city tavern well had they just recently unfortunately announced that they are closing i don't know if you heard this stephanie or if you knew of this place but the city tavern like the old tavern from Mm -hmm. the revolution they're officially closing their doors because of covid but they've always kept to like the revolutionary time themes like the 1770s like the food they serve is just that chicken, meat, potatoes. Oh, cool. Everything's on like pewter platter and silverware. The forks um, with like your, two tines on them. Yeah, your beers are like you get a Sam Adams lager and you like it. And people dress in like <laughs> the colonial garb. Oh, wow. So to hear that someone, another city has that equivalent. <laughs> It's like medieval times, but it's revolutionary right, times. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, it was like, but one week it was an In-N-Out burger or something. Like, <laughs> well, like, it was oh. never like that. <laughs> I didn't it was... know you could do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just a building. Somebody just owns it. Um, since it's a historical site, I think they have like, like a crazy, you know, their HOA is the historical society. Yeah, you know, they have certain. I wonder standards. if like the ghosts are ever under new management. Well. Speaking of like the ghosts, new ghosts come in. like new ghosts come in, right? They right. get replaced. The old ghosts get replaced the, by new there's ghosts. There's an in and out burger ghost, there's a. <laughs> yes. Well, so the the ghost in the tavern is called the Tavern Tart. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go after dark here on this one now. Um, so the, the that's dead time stories. Yeah, there you go with a Z. The um, tavern tart. So the tavern uh, used to be a purveyor of uh, sex work goods, like many taverns uh, back from colonial times. Uh, and so we have the ghost of uh, one of the former former brothel workers uh, who haunts the tavern, and she, you know, will do the normal ghost stuff you know doors opening closing footsteps on the on the floorboards but then she's also known to come up and like give you a pinch on on the butt if she likes you i guess but this particular ghost um really um growing up really had a uh really captured my imagination she really got into my headspace because when i was growing up (laughs) When I was growing up, the um, the local paper around Halloween one year ran a, a photo of this ghost looking out the window of the tavern. And it's like, oh, my God. So, you know, when I was growing up, that photograph was like, you know, the Loch Ness monster picture in the National Geographic or the, uh, you know, the, the Patterson Bigfoot film. You know, it's just like this iconic, like paranormal image that's uh blazed into my mind i'm trying to think of like what that would be for me because i know i probably have one yeah where i'm like there's a certain image that you see that you're like "Ooh, i'm into ghost stuff right and exactly. now i know i'm into ghost stuff it's like i feel like you know people who are into this kind of stuff they have like a you know like a mount rushmore of spookies in their head you know and uh, i would say that that's probably one of them you know it's just they they would run it at halloween that that photo and it's just it's just creepy and it, you, Can you, could you tell, find it online i looked and yeah. looked i looked uh and i couldn't find it um oh. but you know this is i'm i'm old so it was <laughs> this this photo probably would have run you know in the late 80s early 90s something like that mm-hmm. but it so the, the the paper is called the Bristol Herald Courier. If anybody wants to dive into the microfiche and uh, and uh, try to find it, um, do that homework. Do that homework that I was not uh, willing to do. <laughs> I was too lazy to do. Yeah, I was intimidated by this because you know um, 
I know, you know, I'm kind of into like the, the true crime slash paranormal, you know, social media bubble, but I'm not one of those guys that like goes in and does the, the homework and, and all that stuff. I, you know, I'm just like, somebody sends me a story and I'm like, all right, I'll run it. Or somebody sends me a short story, uh, in and I'll be like, all right, we'll, we'll put this in the first person and make it sound true true ish i do true true ish and classic stories so yeah i do not have the i do not have the uh the research skills but yeah if, if anybody is really into it uh you could find it and so the tavern in the the brief sort of uh research that i did there are some paranormal investigators that have gone in and um done some stuff i looked at a the thing that I pulled up, I think somebody found an, uh, an EVP uh, recording there. But yeah, that place, uh, I've been there, I've eaten there, and it it's spooky. Like, So it's on a hill. Boy, I think my accent really came out. It's on a hill? You're good. <laughs> it's built up around that hill. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, everything is sort of at a slant. And so all of the floorboards and things are kind of crooked you know if you've ever read the haunting of hill house by uh, shirley mm-hmm. da- jackson it you know she talks about all these like non-euclidean angles that don't quite add up to 90 degrees things like that well that's it's so old that it's kind of like that like you walk up the stairs and you're like i am th- these stairs are not level you know yeah. You just kind of like put off right. in all senses, like equilibrium and like atmosphere. I, exactly. Yeah. You you go in there and it's, again, it's it's a very lovely place. I encourage everyone to visit. But you, you can really see like uh, it feels like, especially the floors, if uh, as I recall, everything seems like one degree off of plum, you know. But so that's a cool place. And uh yeah, so the Tavern Tart, she's uh she's on my she's on my Mount Rushmore, but there's not a whole lot to to talk to say about her other than, you know, she's what you would expect from a ghost, you know. She she has her things that she likes and you know, the the people that work at that restaurant, they're like you do not want to be around here when it's after dark, after closing by yourself cuz she gets real spicy. Yes, spicy tart. Spicy tart. Spicy tart. That spicy little tart. I know. I know. Like she won't go away. She's just annoying. She doesn't hurt anyone. She's just spicy. She's just spicy. And you know, back to the the photo. You know, the story is that like if she finds men on the street that she likes, she'll like glare at them. You. You. I choose you. Right. Right. You know what you did. They didn't say she was a successful tart in her day, so maybe her methods... Uh, maybe. She never learned they didn't work. Yeah, could be. Could be. <laughs> you never know. So those are my historical hauntings. Ooh. And did you... You said you grew up in Abingdon. Was that like most of your childhood was spent there? Well, so I didn't grow up there. I grew up in the same county. I grew up... The next town over, which mm-hmm. is much smaller. Like I said, like if we ever wanted to go to the grocery store, <laughs> we would have to drive out to Abingdon. That was you the closest. Abingdon. Abingdon or Chilhowie. Or Chilhowie slash Chilha, as some people down there would call it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fighting back the accent. It comes Let out. It, it comes out, you know, because I've lived in the... Um, dc area for years and years and years and years and so like i've neutraled out a little bit but Mm -hmm. you know when i talk about when i talk to friends from back home or talk to family the the twang comes out and my wife from and she's from south she's from south jersey and she's always talking about there we go yeah near near philadelphia she grew up near philadelphia so she's always busting on me about how slowly I speak and just like, just spit it out. What is it with this dialect of yours? You're so slow. So. Like you did this to me. I know. <laughs> right. You right, You know where you brought, where you made me grow up. You did this. <laughs> so get over it. So yeah, it's bad. Like she, my wife says that she can tell who I'm talking to on the phone just by how thick my accent is. 
So. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like Stephanie and I both can relate to that from also being like from the south and then moving north slash ha- yes. slash like having acting backgrounds where. For me, everyone says you're from Texas. You don't sound like you're you're from Texas. And my go-to is, well, I'm an actress and I went to college for theater. So I had my accent beaten out of me. Right, yeah. Which is basically (laughs) what happened. See, yeah, I'm always just like, I I don't put it that way. But yes, where I'm just like, well, I've done like theater and speech stuff since I was very young. So I just learned very early how to speak with very nondescript accent and sometimes like you know but it I, I say y'all because y'all makes the most sense and sometimes if i'm like if i'm like shooting the shit with somebody else from the south like and you kind of relax a little drawl comes out yeah, yeah. Oh, our yeah. friend sawyer like we lived with sawyer and sawyer again is from mississippi and sawyer's accent is like whoa he never he, lost and, it he never lost it but it's hilarious because he's also an actor and he can turn it off like he can speak with another accent (laughs) yeah like it's like code switching you know for people that you know speak another language it's yes yeah it's totally switch back into it and yeah definitely i love how on a side not ghost related tangent but i feel like the last few times we've had guests on the show and i love this it's guests from different areas and we in a way end up talking about like dialect <laughs> which is sort yes. of just like right. it's just sort of evolved into being like this is how i talk how do you talk yeah like a couple years from now you guys are just going to be linguistic stories <laughs> <laughs> language stories we're like y'all want to talk about accents <laughs> that pronunciation's weird and scurry. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Who knows? This show has already evolved a fair amount over three years. So yeah, it's it's funny how how these shows you know sort of change. I haven't done as many episodes as like a traditional podcast would. But, you know, even I'll go back to, like, my earliest shows and I'm like, oof, who would... <laughs> I can't listen to it. <laughs> you know, when I first started out, I think I was trying too hard to do, like, a Rod Serling type type thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, very, very dry. And we're, we're sitting here on our stools smoking our cigarettes and drinking our scotch and talking about ghosts. And it's very serious. And now I'll listen to those and I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's hard to, hard to sit through. You're like, what was I thinking? Right. And now that I'm on YouTube, it's like, you only have 15 seconds to do an intro. So I'm like, oh God. So like this character that I've built up, I have to boil him down to 15 seconds. And <laughs> uh, so it's the morphing of the craft. I know. Here we are talking about everybody's wanting to listen to ghosts. And all I want to talk about is let's talk about podcasting and YouTubing. I was like, yeah, I feel like some episodes we get a little more into like right. the artistry behind it. Yeah. It's, People seem to like it. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm always interested in, you know, hearing what works for other people. And and that's the only way you learn how to how to do stuff. Like, <laughs> stop me if I'm boring you guys to death. But like, you know, like, <laughs> like I'll look at the videos uh, on YouTube and it's like how to get more subscribers and all this stuff. And all of the tips are for like how to shows and like informational yeah. shows. I'm like, what are the tips for the horror narrators out there? <laughs> you know, so it boils down to is like, all right, I got to go look and see what Chills is doing or what Mr. Nightmare yeah. is doing. And I'm like, I don't anyway. Sorry. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, I feel like there's no book right. on like five foolproof tips and tricks to put your podcast on right. Apple's top 10. Right. Like it just doesn't. Doesn't do that. Some weeks are good. Some weeks are, are not, not as good, good download wise. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a crapshoot a lot of times. But that's why we here at Dead Time Stories like to say we keep bringing you that three star content. Right? We don't want to <laughs> oversell we'll keep that it. bar low. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever articulated this, but like my goal for my show is I just want to be the thing that you turn on when you're on the couch and you just want to doze off to something creepy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, you're sitting there, just you're you, put me on and fall asleep. Exactly. Like if you want to, <laughs> I want something old and and spoopy. Oh, there's a new October pod. Like that's like the ultimate for me. Is like, yeah, turn me on and, and doze off <laughs> on the couch. That's what she said. All right. Yep. That's that's probably not the thing that I would want to admit about my show. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not boring, really. But no, I mean, I you know. Put it on. Just keep it playing all through the like six hours that you sleep. Yeah, well, I'll get those listens. You know, and like during COVID times, I mean, everything is just about comfort food. You know, like it, all of everything that I watch is like what is comfortable, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that that's what you want to aspire to. You know, is to like be the comfy sweater of content, <laughs> and so. Anyway, you have a very soothing, relaxing voice for it. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it definitely like lulls me in. Yeah, I'm trying to. Right. You just get like pulled in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. Like narration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try, trying to get that, that whole NPR, you know, kind of sound in. That's it. <laughs> yes. There you right. go. Good times. It's like the opposite of us here. I don't right. know how anyone could put us on and go to sleep. Yeah, you guys are pretty lively. Our loud asses will wake you up again. You guys are pretty lively, for sure. (laughs) For sure. So to all of our listeners, if you're looking for something a little more chill and spooky, (laughs) go check out October Pod. Only on YouTube. It's only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Yeah, that that promo, I, I came up with that because it was... I was, it's actually a parody of a Last House on the Left trailer. And it's the one that goes, it's only a movie, only a movie, only a movie. I'm like, oh, this would be really cool if I could just be like, it's only a YouTube. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So for, for soothing retro horror thrills with only the occasional jump scare, uh, <laughs> we'll listen to October. October pod. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Ed, thank you so much for coming on our more lively and loud show. And I was going to tell the people to tell them where they can find you, but it's only on YouTube. Well, it's only on YouTube. (laughs) We have a website, uh, octoberpodvhs.com. There you can find the link to our YouTube channel. There's also a comic. We've only, there there was only one, there was only one uh, strip done. Uh, but there, an artist that I've worked with, Nick Calavera, he did a um, sort of, it's sort of like the Office or 30 Rock, but based on my show. <laughs> it's, okay. But it, but we've only gotten like one strip done. But anyway, the link to it is on my website. And you can follow me on Twitter uh, at OctoberPodVHS. And I just had a new video drop today, Thanksgiving Road Trip. It's a really awesome I'm just gonna plug the shit and just just uh, just yeah. cut me out. Plug the shit this out of is my your stuff. November video, right? This is my November video. It's called Thanksgiving Road Trip. Uh, it's written by Amy Cotto, uh, who is a writer that I've worked with before, and uh, it's got a bunch of guest stars. It's very much like an old time horror, uh, an old time radio show, but with like ambient visuals to it. Um, oh. So a lot of guest stars, a lot of people that that we know in our pod circles are in it. And also Sarah has been in our two Ouija board uh, stories and crushed it. So if you want to go to our channel, you can hear Sarah in the shows um, Ouija 2, Planchette Boogaloo, and uh, (laughs) George and Ouija. So... um, yeah, I think that's, those are fun. So, yeah, please subscribe. I need views and subscribes. I'm such a small channel. Help me grow. Put it on while you sleep, y'all. Just on loop. Do it. Yeah, do a playlist. I've got a bunch of playlists. Just put on a playlist and just let the this let the really world think melt your away. Is something that would be up Christina's alley. So, Christina, go put it on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's on it. Absolutely. Got you. Ed. You will love it. Put it directly in your veins, Christina. <laughs> I was like, don't tell her to do that. She'll do it. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and I hope I hope there's uh, some good, 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 spoopy ghost content. Uh, ghost. Oh, yeah. ghost. Ghost. 
That's it. I hope, I hope you've got some good ghost stories out of out of uh, out of my ramblings. That's our favorite. We love it, and we, we love do. also having other. I mean, we ramble. We like having other people come on to ramble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and we love supporting our other like creatives, other creepy podcast fam. Yeah, include our other like spooky podcast family. Oh yeah, we all just. Support each other. It's a really supportive group. It's it's the only way to so. do it. It's a it's a dog eat dog dog eat dog world out there. You gotta. It's a it's a pod eat pod. pod eat pod world. I know. That's what ah! I, was <laughs> I know. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on. Uh, and I want to remind the listeners you can find October Pod Home Video uh, on YouTube, and the website is octoberpodvhs.com. Dot com? Yes. Awesome. I love Dot that. Com. And our show, of course, you're listening to us here. You can support our show in a plethora of ways. We have a Patreon with a $1, $5, and $15 tiers, all of which are banging with cool shit and bonus content and all sorts of other stuff. You can buy merch from our website, which is Deadtime Stories with a Z, all one word, dot com. And of course, there are other ways you can support us if you don't have the muns, ways like giving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you take a screenshot of that and send it to our email, deadtimestories, with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com, we will take your address and we will send you a sticker to thank you for leaving us a review because it's super freaking helpful. We'll do it. We'll do Follow it. Us on all and the you things. know what else? We're on all the things except, except YouTube. You <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You guys that should- That is so true. You guys should get on YouTube. It would be really easy. And then I could- I could really like uh, cross promote the shit out of you guys if you had like a YouTube channel. Somebody recommended to us that we just like upload our episodes to YouTube. That's how I started. Like, no video, like even with no video, like just with the audio on there. That's how I started. That's uh, exactly how I, I started. I feel like I looked into it and I didn't know how to do it. And we have I so just many episodes. Look into it again. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Well, you could just you know, start. If you want to see us or listen to us on YouTube, if you're a person who listens let to us podcasts know. on YouTube and you came through October Pod and you're like, bitch, people are into that. Yeah. Let us know. Let me know. Absolutely. We'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, if you guys wanted me to put this up on my channel, if you guys wanted to. Go for it. I, I, if you want me to send you that way, the, like, yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to audio, do that. Yeah. and I'm into it. Yeah, why not? And then you guys might get definitely get a taste, you know, get the bug. A little and then, taste. And then, Ooh, get a little taste, a little tasty taste. I love it. And then, you know, maybe you could branch out with your own YouTube channel. It's easy. You never know, guys. 2021. It's 2020. Yeah, it's Tomorrow Fucking the world. Anything. This world's crazy if I learned anything this year. It's crazy. Ooh. All right, y'all. We're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Support all of our shows. You're good people. You know how it is. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Edward October. (laughs) Yes. This has been. Oh. And this (laughs) has been. (laughs) Daytime Story. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 